Welcome to Fargo Talks Fargo, an unofficial podcast on the FX television series. Fargo Talks Fargo is hosted by me, Bill, and my buddy Sharpie. What up? Rutabaga. <laughs> this season of Fargo Talks Fargo is sponsored by Fargo Brewing and their Wood Chipper IPA. Visit FargoBrewing.com to learn more. Also, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Visit audibletrial.com slash Fargo Talks Fargo and sign up. More details to come on that, folks. So, Sharpie. Hey, now. <laughs> this shit got real. Welcome to the hot dish. Another edition. Season 2, Episode 6, Rhinoceros. We are over the hump. <laughs> I guess. And we are... Going straight into some hellfire here, I guess. Yeah, it's it's like it's the real deal right away. What did you? What was your overall feeling for the show? You seemed pretty excited while we were watching. <laughs> Why? Just because I sent you a text that said "fuck, fuck, fuck, holy shit." And it was mainly the dick pics. No, that was the thing. <laughs> no, I I'm having a hard time lately because you know usually I take some light notes during the show. I don't like to do, take too heavy a notes because. I, I like to kind of be paying attention a little bit more. Yeah, I just stuff got real right away, and I just couldn't bring myself to type and think. I agree, except for I was, um, I mean, it, it was very good, but I was probably the opposite of you. I got like the most notes done on this episode as, as opposed to any other one, but... I thought it was good, and I thought it was. I, I loved some of the shoot 'em up scenes. I loved the confrontations, but for some reason, I wasn't as on edge as I have been in the past. Like episode two, for example. Oh, really? Yeah. Even though it shouldn't be that way, because I mean, that scene with Hank Larson uh, on the steps, on the steps with Dodd. I mean, that was that was pretty edgy. I mean, I was, I was. It was one of those moments where I thought we were gonna lose Hank again. Oh, I'm so glad. I have to say, I'm so glad we didn't, though. Yeah, that white-haired fox is still around. God, sticking to his guns, though, literally. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he would have made it if Hansi hadn't walked out. Yeah, so if Hansi didn't interrupt the whole thing, you mean? Like, yeah, like if you thought he, he was just seconds away from pulling out the was, six shooter. Uh, I don't know if he was, but I think Dodd was gonna creep closer keep his offensive going but also of note it is Hansi from last week's episode you two weirdos kept saying Hansi oh that's what and then all I kept thinking me. was oh yeah I went on a date with him and then he got kind of Hansi <laughs> <laughs> well Joe and I listen to Howard Stern all the time and there's a Hansi that calls into Howard Stern I think that's why we're just drawn to say Hansi <laughs> well guess what this isn't fucking Howard Stern it definitely isn't. <laughs> There's definitely not millions of dollars being made on the show. Okay, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. great great scene at the front. Uh, interesting chatter with Peg still being... Uh, she just... Man, I can't pin her down. She she exposed a little bit more of herself tonight. Or not literally a little bit, a bunch. Like, there's really nothing that's going to stand in her way of her being a better person. And... and Nice note that not only can Ed not move the magazines to sit, Hank can't even move them. Yeah, not it. Yeah, not even an officer of the law who's like just arrested your husband for, you know, potentially murder. Yeah, 
<laughs> but hey, hell no, you can't have a seat. Don't move those. They're, I just got those organized. Yeah, she is not intimidated whatsoever by the law right now. No, she's not. She just doesn't. I don't even know if she's capable of being intimidated. I just can't tell if it's because she's dumb. Right. Is or, she too naive to be intimidated or is she that, or is she too clever? I don't know yeah. if clever is the right word, but. Well. She she's showing a be... serious amount of fortuitousness with the things that escalated in the basement. I love how, yeah, she's got her little like rat's nest down there that <laughs> like a rat probably, sh- only she knows the way around. It's like her, uh, you know what it's like? It's like her version of the Viet Cong tunnels. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, like Dodd goes down to, to flush out Dodd goes down as the whatever they call the rat. Yeah. Uh, Dodd goes down into the tunnels with just his little cattle prod and his pistol, and he's sort of snaking around. And it's just like it is just like the Vietnam reference from Hansi. And he's down there mm-hmm. wiggling around, and only she knows the right way to goes the right way to go, and she she dupes him. Yep. She well, she wins so Her far. Home and Garden and magazines. Yet. Yet another woman busting up Dodd's business. Right? His daughter's fucking trying to fuck up his world. His mother's putting a stop to the world he seems to want to have happening. And now this little Peggy in her magazine hoarding tunnel is uh, giving him the prod. Well, he's getting what he's put out. It's all coming back to him. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was creepy. What? Your cat's sneaking up behind you. Where? Oh, sorry. Me? Uh, sorry. I'm pretty sure he just walked straight down the wall. <laughs> yeah, and... they're creepy like that. <laughs> I thought that was weird. Oh, I gave um, me chills. <laughs> do you? I mean, we don't have to talk about it now. But uh, nice note about you know the, the bear talking to Otto on the porch. Yeah. So it was interesting that he was talking. You know, he was he's bringing up Elrond, the eldest son that passed away in the war. Yeah. And basically, you know, bringing about the fact that Dodd's not really the eldest son. I mean, he technically is by default because he's the eldest one alive. But had Elrond been around, would things be different? Um, you know, should there be a discussion since Elrond isn't around? And Dodd, like, is Dodd, is Dodd capable of handling this? Clearly not. Um, yeah. I keep thinking he's saying Elrond sometimes, which I know they're not making a reference to the half-elven character from J.R.R. <laughs> Tolkien's Middle Earth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no big deal. No, it's Elrond Hubbard. That's who they're talking about. That was the eldest. Yeah, Elrond. He died in the War of Scientology. Oh, I thought that was Tom Cruise. Well, that Tom Wait. Cruise now is Dodd. <laughs> okay, this is all starting to make sense now. I figured it out. Oh, this is what the alien things are all about. Ah, we figured it out. We've cracked so, the code. So how is this eventually going to tie to Heaven's Gate? And when do I get my pudding with phenobarbital in it? Applesauce. Okay, sorry, massive derailment there, but... We can come back to that. So this episode is called Rhinoceros. Do you have any idea what that is a reference to? Not at the moment. 
Me neither. <laughs> I didn't get, you know, like I said, I I didn't have time too much to, you know, sometimes I look up the show thing before I watch so I can do it, but I, I was I was working, so I didn't, I, I mean, like two minutes before the show started, I realized that it was coming on, and I was like, oh shit, I got to go sit down in the other room and turn mm, the TV yeah. on. So I got no time, but I, I, I was glad that we both caught that that was the Jabberwocky, uh, the poem by yeah. Lewis Carroll. Yeah, that was fun. Um, leave it to Mike Milligan and his Rico Suave ways to just bust that out. Yeah. So that was really interesting. I loved that little tidbit. I loved um, I loved everything about that sort of uh, escalate towards the shooting up of the Gerhardt house. Yes. So we don't really know how, um, or do do we know how Flo- how um, Simone ended up outside of that? I guess she did show up a little bit later. Outside of what? Outside after that shooting. Simone and Floyd. Um, when the Gearhart house gets shot up, and Floyd and Simone are in the window. Oh, I thought that was cool that she was. It was definitely grandma's on to something, and she gives her the old, uh, you know, everybody has a part to play. Right. He had some pretty harsh words for her on the porch, too, about, do you know what a whore's life is, or whatever it was he said. You know, it's like five years of this, five years of that, and I don't know. Oh, hey, speaking of Peg, I forgot to bring up, uh, the, I wrote this one line down, though, when he was talking to Peg, Hank, I'm skipping back a second, where he just, he's trying to give her the straight dope, and she just won't have it, and he just goes, Hank goes, you're a little touched, aren't you? <laughs> I thought that was so good. Mm-hmm. And just moderately, yeah, you know what he meant. Yeah. So, um, this was, I think, a great little... Um episode for Carl Weathers mainly. I mean, this is where we got to see Nick oh, Opperman truly shine as Carl Weathers. Especially because Carl happens to be pretty intoxicated the entire episode and he just looks it. You can feel it. You can feel the warmth in his face. You can feel like his <laughs> his The way he keeps pushing his lips together, I could never decide yeah. if he was going to vomit or if he's just going to burp. <laughs> or, or more importantly, verp. Yeah. <laughs> He was definitely cooking up some bomblets <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yeah, but no, I w- I, when he said he was going to get the lawyer, I thought, what? who the hell? And I, oh my God, the minute they cut to the, the VFW, the Legion, which was it they were at? The VFW. They're at the Veterans of Foreign Horse. And uh, I was like, holy shit, that's what Carl Weathers is. He's. I didn't realize he was the lawyer. Did I miss that earlier? Or is this, we were just revealed that now? I, I completely forgot it. So it it did definitely, it definitely came as a surprise. The only reason, the only way I, I mean, I knew before the season when he was cast as the lawyer, that popped into my head after that. And after you said that, um, after you brought it up, like, oh my God, he's the lawyer. Like, I, I remember reading that, but months ago, like literally months oh, ago. Okay. So I, I had, by the time the show started, I'd completely forgotten. So it was still a great surprise. I guess I shouldn't be surprised that he's the, I would have known the lawyer. Yeah. You know what I mean? The conspiracy theorist, the standing up for the thing, fighting against the, the, the industrial military complex. I should have, you know, you should have figured that he was a man who would know the law in and out. All the way down to just the, when he says, 
just shake once for yes and then he winks like everything about <laughs> it he was just so fucking drunk was such a mixed message yeah <laughs> he's he's worried about the cameras and the microphones but he's literally just telegraphing everything. telegraphing everything anyway <laughs> i like that uh ed brought up the book the sisyphus yes so i mean it's it's what we've been talking about this whole time how ed's been pushing the boulder Ed is constantly pushing the boulder and it's constantly rolling back down on him. And every day he has to get up and push that boulder again. And he acknowledges it. And he acknowledges it. That's so great. But I think it was interesting that he said why he does it. He does it for his own dreams and for his family and what he wants. Yeah. He doesn't see the hopelessness in it yet. He still thinks that someday that it's all going to come together. So... And some interesting decisions he made this episode. <laughs> I think everything about his whole his whole like arc on this show has been chock full of interesting decisions. Yeah, what do you think about that? I mean, he's he's out of the woods. He's like literally out of the woods and safe, and then goes right back to basically push. He's he's pushing. He's now he's basically just pushed the boulder down himself. I don't. By taking off on his own. I mean, he doesn't see it that way yet, but because he doesn't know that there's Hanzi hot on the trail, Ed has now become the White Rabbit. Pretty much. And Hanzi's going to track him down. I don't really know what he was thinking. He, it, I, he think it's just kinda, I think it's kind of classic that he is a little dim. Just a little bit. Just I'm still also... Bit. Man, I'm all over the place here. Um, I'm also amazed that Bear... Uh, decided to at some point succumb a little bit to Dodd. Granted, he had a shotgun pointed at him, but just the fact that he was going to take the <laughs> the the belt or the what do you call it? Not the oh, strap. Oh yeah, the buckle. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, the buckle, not the strap. A little flashback to my grandmother. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> she, she had a she had a strap. Did she? Yep. She never, never ever saw her, never saw her use it. Just had we it. just knew what it was. She just had it there. Yeah, it was like a little one foot long cut off short piece of a belt of my grandpa's belt, and it was hanging in with these pots and pans in this uh, this little thing in her kitchen. And yeah, she'd always threaten you with it. She'd say, "Oh, don't don't make me get the strap." And then you were just like, "Damn, shit, I ain't messing with that. That looks like it hurts." So then you just shape up. There was never, I don't know if anyone ever actually got hit by the strap. Somebody did. Tales of my childhood. <laughs> my grandma was awesome, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. There was a lot going on. I just, I loved all the tension. Uh, you, ca- you caught that uh, serious man reference? Yeah, I just thought it was funny that it was a line says he's a serious man, which is. And that was when Lou was talking brothers. to you. Carl Weathers in the police station, which was a pretty cool little scene where they had the woods in the background. Yeah. Uh, the wood wallpaper. <laughs> the giant wood print wallpaper behind them. And then yeah. Bear comes out of the woods, which I thought was great, in, in the split screen. Yeah. So it's like the bear's coming out of the woods and dividing those two. Um, yeah, he's what's standing between basically those two and war and peace and all this stuff. And I don't know. I just liked the composition. It was fun. And then that's where the serious man uh, reference was. 
Yeah. Uh, I thought there was an interesting uh, small conversation between Betsy and Lou in the station when she said that she would have gone, if wives would have gone there and just taken their husbands home, a lot more people would have been better off. One makes me feel that she's a little, she's moderately, she was moderately anti-war or at least against the Vietnam War. And hey, did you catch the part where Noreen was an, uh, an emancipated teen? I Was that when Lou was talking to Betsy? Yeah. I didn't really put that together, no. I'm not sure what bearing it has on anything. I just thought it was an interesting note, like that they mentioned that she needed to go home and that she was an emancipated teen or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's a there's lot of stuff there. to look up. I want to look uh, up more on that Jabberwocky, and I want to figure out what this rhinoceros is. Yeah. So if you are just starting to listen to the podcast, this is the hot dish, and the hot dish is our quick reaction to the show immediately after Fargo on Mondays. Yep. And later on in the week, hopefully Wednesday, maybe Thursday, we will release our full recap. <laughs> are you making a note of the last two sorry folks they're getting released a little later yeah. one time for some reason I didn't get Sharpie sent me his file we do a double ender and he sends me his side of the recording and I put them together and then I you know sauce it up but we for recorded some reason, your thing <laughs> for some reason I didn't get it though I sent you that message right away that morning yeah. sorry I don't know if people want to hear all this crap <laughs> we literally recorded last Wednesday for five hours oh. this is what we do for you folks we didn't record that whole time, did we? Well, we talked. We recorded. Oh, you did? <laughs> um, so I don't know. I feel like we can just leave it there. There was a lot yep. of stuff and I'm I'm looking forward to I'm really looking forward to rewatching this. Um I was trying to catch the end the last song and I missed it. I don't know what it was. So if anyone knows who that is, feel free to tweet us. I was shazamming and sound hounding and neither of them picked it up. <clears throat> I I was kind of, you know, people kept, and then it kept cutting back into the Carl Weathers stuff and there was a little bit some of the lines of the song sounded Bob Dylan-y though. But I think it was like maybe a cover of a Dylan song, which but, is why it probably didn't happen. Sure, yeah. I'm guessing I'm, I'm not sure. To, I'm, and I'm totally also guessing it was a cover and that's why I didn't pick it up and I'm banking uh, I'm very confident in the Twitter crowd being yeah. able to pick that out for us. So So that's it. <laughs> That said, I'm going to do our sponsor reads real quick this right. week. Um, go to audibletrial.com slash Fargo Talks Fargo and uh, check it out and sign up for the trial. You get 30 days for free. And during that 30 days, you get a free book. We actually like it. We're both, I mean, we've been recommending books and stuff. So go back and look at any of the posts that we've made on our website, fargotalksfargo.com. And you can use one of those picks there. Tomorrow night, Sharpie will have a pick for you. Uh, when I say tomorrow, I should say on the next episode, full recap that will come out Wednesday, Thursday. He'll have an ep- he'll have a new recommendation for you. Other than that, we also want you to go to FargoBrewing.com because Fargo Brewing Company has been our sponsor for two years running now. They're awesome. We just want to get a bunch of traffic on their site. If you're local, please go in and visit their tap room or buy their beer locally. So that said, uh, what else? You can follow us at Fargo Talks Fargo on Twitter or Facebook.com slash Fargo Talks Fargo. If you'd like to chat us up there, that'd be great. Um, anything else? You can follow me on Twitter at Sharpie, that's C-H-A-R-P-I-E, or Bill, who is at Lempe, L-E-M-P-E. Yeah, that too. That too. You should do that. 
So I don't know. I look forward to chatting with you on Wednesday, man. Yep. I look forward as well. Let's do it. Great episode, guys. Kiss my grits. Kiss my grits. (laughs) Later.